Welcome to the PGK Presents podcast with Pastor Gerald Kiner. You are about to get filled with inspiration, motivation, and education based upon the Word of God. Your consistent giving to this podcast will help keep these words of wisdom flowing into your device. To sow back into the ministry of Pastor Gerald Kiner, visit our online giving page at www.thejesuspeoplechurch.com. Today's podcast, entitled The Mouth of the Fool, the Wise, and the Worshipper, is taken from Pastor Kiner's Power of Word series. This message will train you to identify how to put in categories every word that enters your ear, for a lot of people are vying for your ear. After today's message, you will know whether they are a fool, the wise, or the worshiper. And now, Pastor Kiner. Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. What an awesome, awesome word tonight. Proverbs chapter 18. If you have it, say man. Go with me to verse 7. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 7. Listen to this word. One word. It reads, a fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. I want to use as a title tonight, the mouth of the fool, the wise, and the worshiper. The mouth of the fool, the wise, and the worshiper. Give the Lord a victory hand clap of praise. My God, give the Lord, 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 the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, a victory hand clap of praise. The mouth of the fool, the wise, and the worshiper. If you understand this message tonight. My God, you're going to receive favor from the Lord and from man. Favor from the Lord and from man. The Bible says that if a man's ways please the Lord, male or female, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. But do you know that 99% of all violence, 99% of all, my God, all disagreement, Starts from the words that are manifested. So if we learn how to harness our words, if we learn how to direct our words, then that will instantly bring a manifestation of peace. If we learn how to use words properly, that can bring favor and power from God. If we learn how to direct our words aright, then we won't be put in the category of the fool. But now let me go on. Listen to this. Write this down. There are three groups of fools. There are three groups of people who we can consider to be fools. Three groups of fools. The first group of fool is called the demonic group. The demonic group. We can go to Acts chapter 4 on that. The demonic group. The devil, of course, had to be a fool to think that he could rebel from God in heaven. And take over. He had to be a fool. To think that he could usurp the authority of God. To think that he could interrupt the master plan. The design of God. The devil has to be a fool. And you will see my God many fools that try to think they can my God. Stop what God is doing in your life. You will see my God many people that get to become fools. Because they are being led by the enemy. But the devil is a nat- Like the old people you say. A natural bone. The devil is a natural bone food. A natural bone food. 
Acts chapter 4 verse 17 it reads but that it spread no further among the people let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name and they called them and commanded them not to speak at all or to teach in the name of Jesus but Peter and John answered and said unto them whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God judge ye he said listen satanic demonic led people don't want to hear the name of God this is why demonic led groups Muslims, the, the even even in, in the many the Jewish community, they don't want to hear the name Jesus. They don't want to hear the name Jesus. And I don't care if they're worshiping in Israel. If you got a problem with the name of Jesus, I got a problem with you. I have a problem with you. If you have a problem with the name Jesus, so that's why religion is organized by the devil to keep the name Jesus from being spread it. And this is why so many of these so-called ecumenical movements. An ecumenical movement is a movement where they want to unite all the world's religions. It's totally inspired by the devil. Let's tolerate this. No, that is not. God said his way is straight and narrow. So with God, there is no ecumenical movement. I don't sit at the table with the Hindus, the Muslims, the Jewish leaders and say we're all brothers. No, we become brothers when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If not, then it's my goal to preach to you so that you won't go to hell. But the devil is trying to bring all of the world religions together in the name of the brotherhood of man, which is another trick of the enemy. So this is why when they pray, they pray, uh, let the creator of the universe you know, they try to use general terms so as not to offend anyone. And that is a ploy of the enemy. Go to uh, Isaiah chapter 14. And you're going to see how the devil is, my God, a fool. Because listen to what the devil said. So not only in the Acts, the devil was telling his people, don't speak in the name of Jesus. How foolish. When there's power in that name and you tell us don't speak in the name. There's power in that name. And you tell us don't pray in that name. There's power in that name. And people have gotten healed in that name. And you don't want that name to be manifested. You take that name out the school system. My God, there's power in that name. Come on now. Something has to be wrong. Listen to this. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 11. Listen to what the enemy did. Thy pomp is brought down to the grave in the noise of thy vials. The worm is spread under thee and the worms cover thee. Listen to this in verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Lucifer is the angelic name of Satan. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to ground? Which this weakens the nation. Listen to what the fool said. For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the size of the north. So the devil began to say, like the mouth of the fool, the demonic fool, saying that he could be like God. He can extend into the heaven. And when we get too high that we don't need God, we become a fool. That brings us to the second group of fool is the world group. First, we saw the demonic group. Now, the second group of fools represent the world group. Listen to this. Psalm 53. The world group represented by Psalm 53. Verse 1. The fool have said in his heart, there is no God. The worldly group, they don't believe in a God. So they're natural bone food again. There's a homemade food again. Why? Because they don't believe there is a God. There's some people, oh, I don't want to hear that religion thing. Oh, there's something. That's a fool. That's a fool. There's some people, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't believe in church. I don't believe in, no, that's, that's not for me. 
That's what that's a fool. Because what the word said, the fool have said in his heart, there is no God. Then what? Corrupt are they and have done abominable iniquity. There is none that doeth good. The third type of fool. The third type of fool in this three groups of fools represent the church group. Exodus chapter 20. The church group. Do you not know there's there there are people in the church who are fools? How do they become fool? Because write this down. They use the name of the Lord in vain. They use the name of the Lord in vain. That makes them a fool because they're going to bring judgment upon themselves. Listen to Exodus chapter. Man, this is rich. Listen to Exodus chapter twenty, verse seven. Exodus twenty, verse seven. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for He will not hold him guiltless that taketh the name, His name in vain. So what? How do how do church people take the name of the Lord thy God in vain? Pastor Garrison, come up for a moment. <laughs> I'm show you how the church group take the name of the Lord. <laughs> come here, let me tell you something. God told me to tell you. God told me to tell you that 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 I don't know. You need to you need to let go of that yellow car and find you a, another up to date bottle car. God told me to tell you now that 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 lady you was talking to last night. I think that's gonna be your wife. God told me to tell you now. This is what God told me to tell you. God told me to tell you that you need to everything you see is yours. God told me to tell you, whatever you want to do, that's how, that's how the church fool act. A church fool every time that a moment. God told me to tell you. Have you met people like that? Now listen, I'm the pastor, and I rarely tell people what God told me to tell them. Because I'm afraid to speak the wrong thing from God. But some people do that so liberally. I mean, you go to church to church, some people so liberty. God told me to tell you. God said. God told me to tell you. What did God tell you? Did God tell you to get your sin out your life? You, got, you say, my God, the church fool got a word for everybody. God told me to tell you this. That's the church fool. And some people, man, they be ready to listen to it every second. You got to listen. People call me, my God, on the phone. I rarely say God told me to tell you. Because what? I mean, I, I can't use the name of the Lord in vain. Most of the time, if God give me a word, it's coming over the pulpit to minister to the people. And then like Sister Jason, baby, to hark into their word and put their word in your life and build up yourself from their word. But some of the people my God, they're looking for outside sources. The word. They're looking for God told me to tell you. God told me to tell you. That's Kroger. God told me to tell you this. God told me to tell you that. That's a church fool. Because what? God has a word for everybody else through them, but not for themselves. You see that? So it's very wise to understand the different levels of fools that even exist in the church, in the world, and in the demonic realms of God, of heaven. You need to understand these three levels of fool. Because if you do not know, then your mouth will condemn you and you'll be getting foolish and caught up in foolish talking and gestures. And my God, there are some churches where they don't even minister word. It's God told me to tell you. Every eye, every pew, it says a whole service of everybody what they call prophesying to one another. So there's no instruction. It's God told me to tell you. God told me to tell you. You got to stand on the word of God and know that the word has told me I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. I will bless those that bless thee. There are certain things God has already told us. God told us he's bringing you out. He's told you that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Look at somebody and say, what more do you need? What more do you need? 
my God. Now, listen to this. The wise. Let's go to the wise. Let's go to the wise. The wise. Proverbs 15. Proverbs 15. Now we look at the mouth of the wise. So we saw in the mouth of the fool, demonic speaking, he is also himself beyond God. Worldly speaking, they say there is no God. Church-wise, they talk for God. Watch this. The mouth of the wise. Proverbs 15, verse 2. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools poured out foolishness. You see that? The tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. What does that mean? The tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright, meaning they know how to use what they know. They know when to use what they know. They know who to use what they know with. Some things you may know, you can't tell every person that you know that you know. Some things don't need to be manifested. But the wise know that and the fool don't. You see that? The wise know when to talk. And my God, prayerfully, this upcoming series that's about to embark upon next month will be on wisdom. It's going to be an awesome, awesome display of wisdom. Now, watch the wisdom series. Now, listen to this. Three, listen to this. Three ways wise people talk. Three ways wise people talk. If you're going to be wise, there are three ways that wise people talk. There are three elements to a wise person's conversation. Number one, they talk with their eyes. They talk with their eyes. Ah, I feel the power of God. Ah, I'm feeding myself. I'm feeding myself. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, verse 34. Listen to this. It says, all these things spake Jesus unto the multitude. What? In parables. And without a parable, he spake not unto them. What is, how do they speak with their eyes? They speak the vision of God. They speak what God showed them to speak. Jesus spoke in parables, what? To paint the picture. Brother Coleman told me the other night when we was talking, he said, you know, Pastor Connor, as soon as you speak a word out of your mouth, I see it materialize. He said, as soon as you speak a word, he see it. Some people have that ability to be able to see, my God, some people have the ability to be able to see the preached word of God materialize. They see the concrete building. They see the school. They see the television station. They see all these things materialize even before it happens. And that's what God, he speak with the eyes. He said, let us make man speak to his eyes. You see that? Speak through their eyes. You have to be able to speak. When you speak to somebody, you're speaking into their life of the vision of the future. You're speaking things that are not as though they were. You're seeing beyond their circumstance. When people come to the altar and they say, I'm broken, I'm, I'm heartache, I'm troubled, I got, I got pain, my, my furniture got caught on fire. And we speak right then and there at the altar. I, don't, I speak with my eyes because I see God's about to do something else. So I say, don't worry about that. Why? Because my eyes is showing me another house. My eyes are showing me another car. My eyes are showing me a new bedroom suit. My are showing me a new computer so I don't worry about what they say because I'm speaking with my eyes because God said without a vision the people perish so he gives the people a vision so they won't perish by sight hmm. they speak with their eyes the second way wise people speak is they talk with their ears they talk with their ears now how do you talk with your ears 
listen to this. James chapter 1, verse 19. James chapter 1, verse 19 will teach you how to talk with your ears. Listen to this. James 1, 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak. Swift. Some people, some people, they want you to talk so much. They say, why you ain't talking? What's on your mind? Because I'm talking with my ears. I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to listen. I'm comprehending what's going on. I'm letting my ears, when I hear, when I, what, be swift to hear. Because when you hear what comes in your head, the Holy Ghost will discern what's being told you. The Holy Ghost will tell you, this is a lie. Uh, this is truth. This is righteous. This is of God. This is not of a God. See, the Holy Ghost will begin talking to you. So wise people speak with their ears. They don't have to do a lot of talking. They do more listening than talking. Because what? They're getting information. This is oftentimes when I say, when I'm opening the door of the church, I say, I'm speaking to you, but the Holy Ghost is ministering to you at the same time. Because if you have an ear to hear, that's why Jesus said, those that have an ear to hear, if you have an ear to hear, the word will speak to you Why the word is being preached. The word will speak to you and mature you and anoint you and take you to another level and educate you. I may be saying broken nouns and broken verbs. I may be saying me, my dog, I don't know Bob, but the Holy Ghost is talking plain English. He's interpreting my mess. He's interpreting my misunderstanding, my lack of education. He's interpreting it all for you and putting it on your level. He's putting it on your level because when you listen, what do you listen to? Words. And the words make sentences. And the sentences make conversation. And then the Holy Ghost puts his mouth to it and begins speaking back to you. So they speak with their ears. Thirdly, wise people, they talk from God's heart. They talk from God's heart. Listen to this. Jeremiah chapter 3. How do I know that? Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. It reads, and I will give you pastors according to my heart, which will feed you with knowledge and understanding. You see that? That's the Lord. He said, I will give you pastors out of my own heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So what do we do? We search the heart of God. God, what do you want your people to know? Then we convert it through the Ebonics, through all of the things we've learned and put it and make it coming knowledge. Because that's what God said. I will give you paths out of my own heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Not with what I think, not with what I feel, not with my attitudes, not with my own prejudice, but with knowledge and understanding. There is no other way to get fed but through knowledge and understanding. How do we know this? Because God will give it to us from his own heart. He set it up. We've marinated ourselves in the heart of God. You were called out according to the heart of God. So therefore, he said, I will give you pastors where? According to my heart. So that means it's no, it should be no surprise when we bless the children or when we bless people. Because what? That's what the, God, the heart of God would do. That's what the heart of God would do. 
So therefore, when we see the heart of God being manifested, it feels so good. It feels so refreshing. It's, it's so anointed. It's so amazing because, my God, this is the way it's supposed to be. But the Bible talks about when the false prophet come in and they become wolves in sheep's clothing and things get turned around and then that whole thing takes over the land. Then what? The people don't even know better. Because this is just the standard operating procedure. But God said, when I give it to you out of my own heart, you're going to know there's a difference. You're going to be able to feel the difference. Because what comes from the heart reaches the heart. Listen to this. Now, the mouth of the worshiper. The mouth of the worshiper. The mouth of the worshiper. Listen to this. There are three qualities that make worshipers worshipers. Three qualities that make them who they are in the mouth of the worshiper. Three qualities that make them who they are. Quality number one. Listen to what, let's go to Psalm 34. Psalm 34 verse 1, an awesome scripture. Awesome scripture in being a worshiper of the Lord. Awesome scripture. The three qualities that make the worshiper who they are. Psalm 34, verse 1. If you have it, say amen. amen. Listen to this. Psalm 34, verse 1. The three qualities that make a worshiper a worshiper. Listen to this. It goes like this. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, that's awesome. Because if you're going to, be go, if you're going to go to the level of being a worshiper, then you have to live by Psalm 34 verse 1. Just like if you're going to be a P3L lady, a Proverbs 31 lady, then you have to live by the precepts that my God, Sister Robinson, taught us on last Sunday. So if you're going to another level, look at three, three things that make the worshiper the way they are. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now you see the conversation of the worshiper. The title of this is the, the mouth of the fool. The wise and the worshiper. My God, now watch this. Number one, blind change doesn't change their testimony. Hmm. Blind change does not change their testimony. How do I know that? Because in the word, he said, continually be in my mouth. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually. That means continuum means throughout time. So that means when what what change comes with time. So consequently, he said, I'm going to continue in spite of whatever change happens. It's blind change because I don't see it happening. That's what makes change blind change because you don't see what's going to happen tomorrow. You blind to it. You don't know what's going to happen by the time you're 65 or 85. You blind to it. But he said, whether I'm 28 or 48, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Meaning the blind change won't change my testimony. What happened to me 10 years from now? I bet you I'm still going to be exalting the name of the Lord. David said this, this is awesome, this is awesome, this is awesome. I wanted to copycat this in my life. He said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire of his temple. He said, I don't care if I'm 33, if I'm 83, I want to be in the house of the Lord. 
So he said, blind change won't change my testimony. I'm going to bless the Lord through every season. Through summer, spring, winter, and fall, I'm going to bless him with snow on the ground. I'm going to bless him with no fixer flats. I'm going to bless him. His praise will continually be in my mouth. I don't care when 2004 come. I'm blessing the name of the Lord. You can count on me to bless the name of the Lord just like you can count on Federal Express to exist 100 years from now. He said, if I'm 100 years from now, I'm telling you, my share is going to be blessing the name of the Lord. Blind change won't change my testimony. And unfortunately, so many people, when things change, they, they don't praise the Lord anymore. When they go through certain change, my God, you, you see, you notice the difference. So many people, they stop when the change comes. So many people, when the change comes, my God, it's, it's over for them. But if you're going to be a worshiper, what makes you the worshiper is your ability to talk the same talk in spite of your situation. In spite of what has changed in your life. See, a true worshiper, you don't know what in the world is going on in their life because they still come to church, blessing the name of the Lord. A true worshiper, my God, if they on welfare, you won't know it because they're blessing the name of the Lord. A true worshiper, if people that walked off and left them, you can't even tell it. Why? Because they're blessing the name of the Lord. Listen to this. Never feel sorry for a worshiper. You better hear me. Never feel sorry for a worshiper because a worshiper has no remorse in their spirit. Why? Because they're too busy blessing the name of the Lord at all times. His praise continually shall be in their mouth. A worshiper will not get bogged down in negative conversation. Why? Because his praise shall continually be in my mouth. A worshiper won't get hemmed up on the negative stuff that just happened a minute ago. Why? Because his praise shall continue to be in my mouth. If all hell loose with the children, a worshiper, after they get through discipline the children, they're going to say, but Lord, I thank you. The Lord is good and his mercy is lasting. See, that's what's so great about God. You always got something good to say about her. I love my daughter, but I don't always have something good to say about her. There are times when she, my God, draws the belt. But God, you always got something good to say about God. Always. Always. Always got something good. So that's why a worshiper, see, a worshiper, that's why Jesus said, the day, the hour cometh and now is where the true worshipers shall worship me in spirit and in truth. So not only does blind change, doesn't change their testimony, but secondly, bitter circumstances. Don't change their testimony. Bitter circumstance. Bitter circumstance. Not sweet. Bitter mean tough to partake of. Bitter mean sharp cutting. Bitter mean ah, ooh that hurt. Bitter mean ah, I hate that happen. Bitter mean goodness, why my car had to stop today? Bitter me, my God, I done invested so much in it. Bitter me, my goodness, why, why is this happening to me? Bitter means. But he said, but at all times, at all times, at all times, it's bitter, it's good, it's sweet. I got lemonade. I'm blessing him at all times. It don't matter. Whatever my situation, I'm going to translate it into an all time. I'm going to say, well, this is just an all time praise. This is one of them all time praises. 
This one of them all-time situations. I feel an all-time circumstance coming up in my life. This is just right for one of them all-time worshipers. This sounds like an all-time hallelujah is about to break out. This is one of them all-time shouts. This is one of them all-times breakdowns in the hallelujah worship. This is an all-time situation. That's what they say. I will bless the Lord at all times. I mean, bitter circumstances won't change a worshiper. Because at all times, they're going to say, all is well. <laughs> all is well. Goodness. How can they say, all is well? They call you on the phone with another business. How's that? Done? All is well. All is well. That's what they mean. The bitter circumstances don't change their testimony because they are committed to blessing the name of the Lord. When you find a worshiper, their conversation, they are sold out. They are, they are in covenant to bless the name of the Lord. All they understand, all they want to do is bless the name of the Lord. They get, they get uncomfortable after a while when hallelujahs are not going up. They get uncomfortable after a while. See, a worship, they got to praise God. It's something about a worshiper that they, they, they got to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. His courts with praise. It's something about a worshiper. They get uncomfortable if they stand on the phone and, and the name Jesus is not being mentioned. It's something about a worshiper. You know, they, they, they got to, my God, hear the testimony of the saints. If you're a worshiper, they got to say, yeah, my God, this bad situation has happened, but my God is able. See, a worshiper, my God, in the middle of the fiery furnace, they're going to throw God's name up. My God is able. But you in the fiery furnace. This is the time you're supposed to be writing a real, right? This is the time you're supposed to be crying for help. My God is able. In the fiery furnace. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, not just fiery furnace. I mean, in the lion den. I mean, a worshiper is going to bless God in the lion's den. You're going to bless God right there in the lion den. Because he's a worshiper right there. I mean, a worshiper, when it start raining, before you get in the ark, a worshiper is just going to say, my God gave me an ark. I got an ark to go in. I mean, that's what a worshiper is going to do. I mean, a worshiper is just going to do that. I mean, that's what the worshiper, he just can't do anything but that. I mean, a worshiper, after he hear the ten lepers, one out of the ten going to come back. I mean, a worshiper got to go back and say, but Lord, I thank you, God. I didn't make it where I am, God, without you. I couldn't have been this good without you, God. I couldn't have had this healing without you, God. I couldn't have gone to another level without you, God. I couldn't have been renewed without you, God. So I got to come back and tell you, thank you, God. I couldn't be blessed today without you, God. If it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, you took the picture and made them put me in the commercial appeal, God. You were the one that made them stop accepting my bids, God. I underbid, but you gave me more money. I I underbid, but you gave me a raise. I underbid, but you gave me a promotion. Thank you, God. That's what a worshiper does. A worshiper is like that. When I'm underbidding, I'm praising the Lord. My God, when they give me a tip, I'm praising the Lord. See, that's what a worshiper does at all times. In all times. It's bitter, but I'm blessing them at all times. I don't like it, but I got still I got somebody to bless. It don't feel good, but I still got somebody named to exalt. I wish it would never have occurred, but I still got a God to bless. See, some people, they want to see you do a pity party. Some people, they, now, now they know they ought to be uh, sad. Now, they know they shouldn't be praising God like that. Some people want to see you get a pity party. They, some people want to see you come in and talk about all the bad things your spouse doing. They want to hear you talk about all the bad things your children doing. Some people, they get secret joy out of that. But if you just start saying, you know what? They tell you what happened today. How's your day? It was, uh, you know what? I had, 
trigger me. I, you know, I really, my day was, I, 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 you know, it was, it was, it, I mean, so much was happening. So much was happening in my day. And then, you know, I, I didn't even know what I was about to do. Then all of a sudden, God came. They spirit, they go. They're like, dog, I thought they were going to say something bad. All of a sudden, God came in. When the enemy came in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord lifted up a standard against them. And I got running in my feet. I got shouting in my hands. My feet got light. My heart got happy. And I started smiling on my job. And then folks started scattering. They started going to the Coke machine. They started going to buy cookies. And they were on a diet. They started cranking up their car. And they was on their planning period. Trying to get out of Melrose. Because I was just blessing the name of the Lord. And by the way, all the children cleared the hall when I started saying hallelujah. But Lord, I thank you. I got him off me. They said he must be crazy. I got him out of my face. I, I got him away from me. I just started blessing the name of the Lord. See, that's what a worshiper would do. Bitter circumstances don't stop a worshiper. My God. Brother Coleman just coming in from out of town checking on mama. My man, Lord, still coming to the church to bless the name of the Lord. Just come saying, God is going to fix it. I run into it today. I'm at Kroger witnesses. She said, how's everything going? All is going to be well. We trusting in the name of the Lord. The average person would be, my God, wearing their heads off, biting their fingernails to pieces. But when you are worshiper and you got a God like God, they sing the song, there's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. When you got a God that can speak to the worlds and make the worlds come, you got a God that can speak to the wind and make the wind be still. You got a God that can heal blind men. You got a God that can heal issues of blood. I mean issues, baby. I mean he can heal issues. If I got a God that can heal issues, I'm going to be able to say all is well. Yeah, baby, see a worshiper. Bitter circumstances won't stop a worshiper. Bitter circumstances, my God. Listen, they just going to be bitter. But worshipers, they skin is thick. Do you know what? Do you know what? Bro, when we, we used to have little dogs and whatever, and they used to know how we used to make the dog tough. We used to be smacking that dog, hitting that dog. That's how you do my little nephew now. And my mama, so, so soft. She, stop, just stop playing with him. Leave, you gonna hurt him. That's how we making them tough. Slinging them down. Down. Elbow him. Push him back down. He about to cry. Still push, come on, boy, wrestle. And that's how you make it do it. Stop crying. See, that way you just stop crying, boy. Get tough, come on. Knock him back on the thing. That's how you make them tough. And that's how God is. Listen, I'm built tough now. I'm tough now. He done knock me down sometimes. He done let the storms kick me. He done let circumstances kick me. I can take it. He pushed me down and got me back up. He didn't try to hurt me. He didn't try to kill me. He wasn't trying to make me commit suicide. He was just making me tough. That storm, that pain, them tears, it was just making me tough. I the little elbow coming. I felt like I was Jacob being wrestled with an angel. But I tell him, but Lord, I thank you. Because I came out of it with pure gold. I'm tougher now. I can praise him in the midst of circumstances now. My God, I, I've been there too. He don't fade me when you come to the altar about a situation. Because I've been there. And he brought me out of it. He said, I was just playing with you. 
I was just making something out of you. I was just trying to let you know how I was going to feel when they talk about you. I was just trying to let you know how I feel when they turn their back on you. I was just trying to prepare you when nobody was going to intercede with you like mama did. I was just preparing you for the hard times. Yes. So bitter circumstances can't stop a worshiper. You see that? One more. First of all, blind chains don't change their testimony. Secondly, bitter circumstances don't change their testimony. Lastly, somebody say lastly. Lastly, being clickless doesn't change their testimony. Being clickless. Being clickless. I, I don't have anybody. How do I know that? How do I, how do I know that David didn't have a click to praise him with? See, sometimes you won't have a click to praise you with. Listen to what David said. Singular. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be not in our mouths, in my mouth. My soul, next verse, shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. He was clickless. He said, I don't have nobody coming to church with me. I don't have nobody. That mind that's ready to praise God on a drop of a die. Do you not know that in my 20s, do you not know for about 10 years, I'm 32 now, I didn't have any, I knew guys, and most of the guys that, that dealt with me only called me because they knew they can borrow money from me. So I really didn't, Brother Coleman, have a brother. You know what I mean? A man know what I mean when he say, I'm talking about a brother. I'm talking about a brother that I could be there. I mean, I'm talking about a brother who was down with you no matter what. I really didn't have a brother. Got your back. About five years of my early 20s, I said, my God. After about six years, I didn't even worry about it no more. At seven, eight, nine, he started saying it. My God. The Garrison, the Coleman, the Dorsey, the Timothy. He started saying it. The brothers. But now, if I would have the Robinson, the Golden, he started sending the brothers. Now, if I would have been worried about being in a clique, I would have stopped a long time ago. But if you going to go on, you can't worry about being clickless, baby. When you, if you're going to go on for the Lord, you got to know that God is, listen, 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 listen. Watch this. In the court system, certain key witnesses. Look, somebody say, I'm a witness. I'm a witness. I'm a witness for God. I'm a witness. I'm a witness for God. I'm a witness for God. He's called me to do something. He's called me to say something. I'm a witness. I'm a witness for well, In the court system, certain witnesses, they got a word called, they sequester you. That means they isolate you from everybody else because they don't want you to get contaminated by other people's opinions. They don't want to get you caught up in the stuff that's going on on the outside. So they make you be alone for a while. So when you go to the courtroom, you just going to say what you know. God's been preparing some of us. He's been sequestering some of us so that when he bring you out, baby, you're going to come out with pure gold. You're going to come out with something to say. You're going to say, I've been in a fiery furnace by myself, and I went through this by myself, and I'm ready to bless the name of the Lord. I'm 
ready to exalt his name. I'm ready to give him the honor, the glory, and the praise. I'm ready to lift them up. I can lift them up if don't nobody say amen. I can lift them up if don't nobody come to church. Because I'm used to being by myself. I'm used to being sacrestered. I'm used to not having a best friend. I'm used to going through the storm and the rain. I'm used to not having anybody to call unless they wanted some money. I'm used to going through the storms and the trials, the tribulation. God has sequestered me. So isolation doesn't frustrate me. So as David said, I can say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. A worshiper is not afraid of being alone. A worshiper doesn't have to call everybody over to sit with me. A worshiper doesn't mind sitting on the front porch and talking to the sunshine. Speaking to the grass. Saying hello to a stray dog. A worshiper doesn't mind blowing his horn at the person on the side of the road. A worshiper doesn't get afraid of being clickless. God is isolating some of us. He set you apart. He's cut some people off. He's making you less dependent on the telephone because he's got you in a one-in-one lockdown, baby. And when God bring you out, when you come to church, you're going to be, oh, but I, Lord, I thank you. You're going to come out with a shout. You're going to come out with a praise. You're going to come out with a spirit of thanksgiving. You're going to come out with a spirit of worship because you know what it's like to praise him when nobody's there. You know what it's like to lift up his name when nobody was there. Because if you really think about it, when you were at your worst situation, there was nobody there but the Lord. Thank God for the telephone calls. But see, you came after I had recovered some. You came after I had already made the decision not to blow my brains out. You came after God had already told me he was going to bless me. Thank God for your coming. But I can't forget who was there when it was nobody there but me. I can't forget who was there when there were tears in the middle of the night, 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. I can't forget who was there under the cover with me. I can't forget who was there. When I had the hole in the bottom of my shoes, his Holy Ghost filled them up, and I didn't feel the wave. I can't forget who was there. When I couldn't tell anybody, I didn't have enough tissue in the house. I can't forget who knew. Hallelujah. When I couldn't tell anybody, I didn't have enough money to get the car fixed. I can't forget who was there. When I didn't tell anybody, I didn't have enough money to pay my bills. I can't forget who was there. So I got to be like David and just say, I will bless the Lord. I want you to bless him with me. I'm going to invite you to bless him with me. But see, you might let your problems keep you down. You, I can't rely on you because you might let your circumstances hold you down. You know better, but you might let it get you down. But I got to bless the name of the Lord. That's what a worshiper do. Look at somebody and say, praise is what I do. Praise is what I do. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a victory hand clap of praise. Give the Lord a victory hand clap of praise. He is worthy of all of the glory. If you want to bless the Lord with me, for about 33 and a half seconds. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. 
You now are able to recognize the difference and the significance of the words of the fool, the wise, and the worshiper. If this message has blessed you, please consider blessing Pastor Kiner. So back into the life of this mighty man of God as he has just sowed into your life. Your gift will surely be an encouragement and a sign to Pastor Kiner that PGK Ministries is making a difference into the lives of our listeners. Please visit our online giving page on our website at www.thejesuspeoplechurch.com. Also, on our website, you will be able to download countless other messages and books by Pastor Kiner. I'm Charles Nelson, and on behalf of PGK Presents, thank you for listening. Until the next podcast, be blessed.